I'm Madison Griffiths, and you're listening to the 10th episode of Tender, a podcast series about what happens after women leave abusive relationships. This is also the last episode of season one, and was recorded live at Loot Bar and Project Space in Melbourne by the wonderful production network Broadwave, who we have excitedly enough partnered with to produce season two. We're Broadwave, and I guess before we get started, um, on behalf of myself and Beth and Izzy and Madison, I acknowledge that we're all here listening to some important stories on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nations. I acknowledge that sovereignty never ceded, and to this day, treaties are yet to be officially signed and pay respects to elders past present and emerging, as well as any and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who might be here today. So a lot of you don't know I play piano, and I'm incredibly nervous about that. But I'm hoping that because a lot of you don't know I play piano, you don't think I'm very good. (laughs) So the standards are low. But essentially, um, I just wanted to also thank Broadway for investing their time and energy into this project. I literally started this um, in December of last year and I ran down to JB Hi-Fi and got a $60 mic and um, plugged it into my computer and just hoped that I would be able to produce something that had meaning. And um, yeah, seeing everyone here tonight has been incredibly humbling and exciting for me. So this is the last episode of season one, and I hope you enjoy it. In 2015, I was in the air, and I mean that literally. I was heartbroken and floating over countries I'd never stepped foot in, sitting next to a student from Dubai who occasionally looked over to see if I had made it. Through another hour, made it through without disappearing, without evaporating into my sadness. A lot of that last month I spent with, or rather without Theo, I spent in airports, in places of transit, pissing in stale bathrooms or twiddling my thumbs and eating packaged goods under fluorescent lights to the dull hum of airport notifications like final call for the 2.05pm flight to so-and-so. say that this is kind of exactly what happens when you leave an abusive relationship more broadly. 
you were stuck in a perpetual state of shipment, of moving, en route, always to some finer way of feeling, or some kind of obvious closure, something to wrap your arms around and to sink your teeth into. tired flight attendant performs her final call for me in my head and I am here with all of my literal baggage. Beat bags filled with insults and hurt, carry-on luggage laced with false promises. There is nowhere to store these things now, now that the relationship is over. I can no longer leave them on his carpeted bedroom floor and return to them every night, sure that they'll still be there. They're hoisted over my arm now, both arms in fact, and I will drag them out of his sapped space and take them everywhere. I guess that's what this story was always about, right? The toil of carting around somebody else's hate. to take that hate into doctor's appointments and hair salons and the makeshift dance floor of house parties and new relationships, however fleeting or serious or perhaps even just resolute flings that last a night or the long and hilarious car trips you spend with your best friend when the two of you are just aching for hot chips on cold afternoons. I'm not sure exactly when the point was where I wasn't the Madison I used to be, but I think it may have occurred recently, to be honest. I think this process allowed me to slowly but surely graduate from the tired fissures and fractures of that woman. Sometime over the last three months, I underwent some kind of amicable breakup, her and I. The only time she ever really touches base with me is in the middle of the night, angsty and tired, wanting answers I can't provide her with. This process was never meant to be about Theo. Like a thing that orbits around another thing, that's all Theo ever was during this. Frequency, the circular hostility I run rings around, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't curious. When I speak now, does he listen? When I tell the world who he is, does he nod in acknowledgement? Does he kick up a stink and protest? Does he hear me? I've come to realize during this process is the thing about Theo is that he has another name 
a real, true name that he occupies the world in, one that fits, one that rhymes with things, one that assumes a signature I'd likely recognise if given the chance, one that hangs next to his age on dating apps, one that has a degree, one that has X amount of savings attached to it in a flimsy travel bank card. I have no other name. All of this hurt, this growth, this rallying cry, this is all mine and I will be forever tied to this life in ways Theo can easily disregard, can flush, can tire from. I couldn't tell you what it looks like to be better, to be healed. I don't know if I'd even want to be able to do that, to be honest. But I can tell you what it looks like to trust yourself again. yourself again because when I bleed I recognize the color and when I cry I know the salty taste and when I laugh like truly holy laugh I hear joy and that joy is mine it has a name and when I look in the mirror I see somebody I recognize and when I sleep I know that when I wake, that swelling fear I once felt in the mornings can't intrude my space these days. You once told me that you were never the jealous type because you knew that nobody would want to love me. Nobody but you, of course. years since we sauntered mindlessly through some European back street and four years since you said that. I don't believe you anymore, but I did. I did for a long time. I don't now. I think because I want to love me. I want to discern it all, my fears, my fantasies, my shortcomings, my satire, my hope, my ambitions. around. Right now, take the time to look around. All of the women here that inhabit this room, that take up this space around you, are walking, talking, fully fledged things with meaning, with nuance, with hurt, with happiness. All of them I look up to. All of them I feel intimately connected to. A handful of them even go out of their way to send me emails before their morning coffee. Before locking eyes with somebody who stares at them for too long on their daily tram. Detailing their trauma and their recovery with delicacy, with hope and with compassion. They quietly go into their past experiences, thanking me for my generosity, apologizing for nothing in particular, and I am flawed. Every day I am flawed by their strength, by their capacity to forgive, by their perseverance. The end of this project was always going to bring with it a confusing array of feelings, of responses 
But apart from anything else, I think I'm ready to hang up the reins. I think I'm ready to say goodbye to the man I named Theo. This time on my terms. And I have said everything I wanted to say, so I'm ready to sit, to take in and to relish the growth of another woman as she embarks on this journey with tenderness. I think I'm ready to just be. Thank you so much for investing in this audio project. To keep up to date, make sure to subscribe to Tender, to Broadway podcasts, to tell us all of your grand ideas wish to share them, to introduce us to your brave aunts or mothers or grandmothers who each have their own story to tell. And thank you so much for coming tonight. There is no space here, no room for me to let the hate fester. There's only love now. Thank you to Beth, Arij and Izzy from Broadwave for co-producing and recording this episode, to the wonderful folk at Loop Bar and Project Space in Melbourne for giving us a platform to perform it, and to everybody who came to see it on the 30th of April. Stay tuned and see you next season. <laughs>